your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 549 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba, alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains for a eulogy on the 2021-22 Ottawa Senators. How will they be remembered? What are the most positive and negative things you're taking out of this season? And who will and won't be back as the Senators players cleaned out their lockers this weekend? And we heard from both DJ Smith and Pierre Dorian. And check out our YouTube exclusive of our reaction to Pierre Dorian's presser. And although the Sens season is over, NHL playoffs are here and we're fired up. We're going to preview some of the series that are happening tonight. If you're watching on YouTube, you know who our cheering interest (laughs) is taken for the first round. We'll get into all that. Plus, Sens prospects continue their quest for CHL glory. And Brady Kachuk's vibes remain unparalleled. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. And now the show starts. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Monday, May 2nd in Pilsy. How do you think Brady Kachuk's feeling this morning? Hey, he's glad it's the offseason because uh, he's going to need some recovery, not just for his hands, his back and his knee like we talked about yesterday, but uh, he might have a bit of a hangover here, but he's still in his early 20s, so maybe not. And I'm sure he mixed in a couple waters there, but uh, that video of him bartending... uh, was it was an all-time classic. I, I can tell you that's not the way I usually uh, handle myself behind the bar. He tried to rip a lemon in half with his bare hands in this video. <laughs> it is one of the all-time greatest videos and of a string of videos with Brady Kachuk. And it yeah. just shows you this guy gets out on the town. He likes to have a good time, play hard, work hard. And there isn't a player on the Ottawa Senators that works harder than Brady Kachuk. If this was Mike Hoffman, I could see the boomers going, come on. Put, put that effort in on the ice. But yeah. when you're a battler like Brady Kachuk, I don't want to hear anyone talk down about what this kid's doing. He's electricity. He's fun. He's not doing anything wrong. He's just having a great time. And shirt's optional, I guess, at the bar that they had there. Shirt's optional, part. but helmet, mandatory. Safety mandatory. first kids. Go, if you haven't seen it yet, go on Twitter, at Send Central. We've posted it there. I think it's going up to over 40,000 views, and why not? Because this kid is is the the real deal. Like, we say that jokingly with, like, Jake Sanderson. Everyone calls him the real deal. But, like, Brady Kachuk is the real deal. He's the captain of the franchise. 30-goal scorer. How are you? And that's a difficult season. And we're talking about this whole eulogy and how to really summarize what we saw. Because... This regular season started October 14th. Pilsy, it's May 2nd, and we're coming on the first Monday after the season. Like, this has been a grind for us covering it. I can't imagine what it's been like to be through the battles, through the pauses, the long time without games, the 17 back-to-backs. This has just been a wild season like none other. It really is like none other because, sure, now they're back to a regular uh, 82-game schedule, but... Not in the free-flowing set ways that they've been used to literally every other year before COVID hit. So this was a wild one. And the Senators, they were given no favors. The the NHL does not hand out favors to the Ottawa Senators. That's for damn sure. And they made the most out of it. Was it a great success? Absolutely not. But (laughs) there are some things that we can point to that... uh, kind of give you some hope that the light at the end of the tunnel isn't just a speck of dust in the distance, but it's getting closer and closer. Yeah, well, DJ Smith referenced himself that when their top five guys were healthy, and again, this is a bit of a cherry pick stat, but when two of your top five, three, three of your PP1 guys miss over 20 games each with Shabbat, Batherson, and Norris all around that 20, I might be off by one game, but 
it's pretty hard to get a sense of what it could be. So DJ was saying, and I I just trust that he has the numbers, but when Josh Norris has what, 14 power play goals on the season and, and these other guys are all contributing with the man advantage when they have that top unit all there, he said they were top 10 in the league, maybe even top seven, and they're only going to get better next year. So to have that top end talent is something that you needed to see at this stage of the rebuild. And it's blossoming, man. Like Tim Stutzler really came into his own. We're seeing it more and more at even strength as he gets in to, into his comfort zone as a centerman. Now let's see if he can do it when the chips are a little bit higher than they were down the stretch this season. But I think if I'm looking at the number one like lock going into next season, if I'm management, your first power play unit is locked and loaded and they're going to be a top echelon power play in the National Hockey League. Yeah, I think if we're looking at this season compared to last, some bright spots that we can really shine on and be happy about is the special teams, the power play fine. And like, Ross, what was the power play story from last the season before? It was, we're all sick of the Thomas Shabbat drop pass and they can't get anything done. That's not the story this year. And then if we're going to highlight another thing, it's goaltending. And by goaltending, I mean Anton Forsberg. Ooh. Like. Philip Gustafson and Matt Murray, they weren't really a part of this equation getting any better. But Anton Forsberg certainly has been. And not only was he consistent, reliable, gave his team a chance to win every night, but he's now locked up for three more years. So you feel pretty good about that. And then I would also say the penalty killing has uh, improved a lot as well. And they're getting uh, some help from unusual suspects. Tim Stutzla now helping on the PK. Josh Norris helping on the PK. Formanton. Uh, tied with um, with the lead in shorthanded goals. Like this is now becoming a team where when you get your special teams going and you get solid goaltending to back you up, now they just need a good bit of health. And I think they can make massive, massive improvements. But it will not close a 40-point gap that separated them from a playoff spot. Pierre yeah. Dorian referenced that though in his media availability. And again, we're not going to spend too much time on it. We want to get to our first round playoff preview. And that's why we gave you some bonus YouTube exclusive content yesterday. Want to push people towards our YouTube channel. Although if you listen, it doesn't affect how you support the show. Well, unless you want to do both, which would definitely help. But we did want to make that a little Sunday exclusive. We went half an hour. So imagine how long this show would have been. We broke down everything from injuries sustained. Why Boucher will not be joining Belleville. Jake Sanderson's update. And... Some comments about the financial security of the Senators going forward and their plans to spend. Now, TSN 1200 did them so dirty yesterday, did Pierre Dorian dirty. And what I didn't like most about it was they were tweeting out paraphrased quotes without context. And this station is the official provider or official radio station, the Ottawa Senators, and they weren't airing the press conference. So people had nowhere else to go on this unless you were on Sportsnet or TSN Direct. And the team still hasn't tweeted out the video. They always post the video. I don't know if Titicom left. They don't have anybody to upload an MP4. But post, I, yeah. <laughs> I found that super strange. And Pierre Doria is about to go on TSN 1200. We'll probably be able to touch on that at the end of today's show. If not, you can follow us on Twitter at Send Central for our thoughts. And we'll get into it tomorrow. But... Pelzi, like, didn't you find it a little strange? They they sewered him. Yeah, Ross, I was so confused because, like I mentioned in our YouTube thing, I, I didn't know it was happening, and I didn't follow along on Twitter. I just hopped on and watched it right away, and then I gave my reaction. And then I was kind of saying, yeah, like, Pierre Dorian maybe doesn't say things right way, blah, blah, blah. But I thought it was mostly a positive press conference. Then I log on to Twitter.com, and Sens fans are absolutely losing their mind being like, wow, Pierre Dorian, uh, so terrible, all this kind of stuff. And I was just very confused. But if you go back and you look at the quotes, just posted out of context, yeah, it does look pretty bad. And I think that's why I was saying, like, people need to understand when Pierre Dorian says we can't spend to the cap until we sell out 41 home games. Well, they don't have the money to spend to the cap. Like, this team has been ravaged by the COVID seasons, lost so much revenue. And I think I don't think he was saying, like, you fans are the reason we can't do this because you're not buying enough tickets. So we can't give uh, Tim Stutzla a proper extension here. I don't think that that's where he was saying, I think he was more, I think it was more tongue in cheek towards like, um, I don't want to say the government, but just the fact that they weren't able to even have the opportunity to sell out those games. I think that's where, 
he was nodding his head to Ross is the fact that we weren't able to sell these tickets. Not that fans were are selfish and are not supporting the team, which I think is what got spun out of control here. Well, I'm pulling up on Twitter the exact quote that really took on a life of its own on Twitter. You can see 242 retweets, a lot of those quote tweets with people spewing venom towards Pierre Dorian. 223 replies. Like, this is a, all the other Great ones show. had like 70 and all that. So, the, what? if you're just listening, we won't be spending to the top of the cap unless we sell out all 41 home games. Like, I understand how fans would take that as a shot, but. Let's actually do the real quote. This is a direct quote from Pierre Dorian. It's no secret where we've spent the last four years. You can figure it out for yourself where we spent, but that was part of the rebuild. I think as we move forward, we're going to start spending more money. Are we going to be a team that spends $81.5 million next year? No, unless you can guarantee me that we'll sell out all 41 games. It To me, it, it's just kind of like a throw-in conversational line at the end of the sentence. I think what you should take out of that quote is they're going to spend more. And not only is it spending more, it's spending smarter. Yes. Like they have, they had $20 million wrapped up this year in Murray, Zaitsev and Tierney. Imagine that 20 million was put towards good players. This team would be a little bit better. I'm not saying playoff ready, but they would certainly be a bit better than they were this year. Yeah, and, and that's fair. And that's the thing. Like, you, you have to appreciate the fact that, sure, the Sens would love to just spend spend money and uh, and go nuts. Like, if Pierre Dorian had that green light, he, he would go for it. But you, you got to respect the situation that they're in and the fact that they're rebuilding. Like, who, who cares if you buy the top free agent and overpay him? If it's not going to help your team, like who cares if you give Matt Murray a massive contract, if it's not, if it's not a good contract, like don't Matt- spend the money badly. We don't, we don't want you to spend bad money. You got to spend the money smartly. So, yeah. and, and it's a, it's a cap scenario, right? So I, I think I would implore all Sens fans who followed along on Twitter to watch the presser themselves if, and if when it ever it. comes out. And if not, Hey, head to locked on centers, YouTube, and you can Ooh. watch 34 minutes of our reaction. Absolutely. So we'll leave it at that for now. Again, if you want him another half hour, Pillsy told you exactly where to do it. I'm absolutely loving all the memes coming out about uh, Brady Kachuk last night. And it's just such, such a fun group to uh, to cheer for. And I'm excited about what this means going forward. But before any offseason tasks are complete, Pillsy, we got the first round of the playoffs. We're going to preview the games tonight, discuss our sends abroad. We'll introduce you to our sends abroad. And then Ridley Gregg's season is over. Could he be joining Belleville for the playoffs? All that coming up at Pillsy. First, you got a word from one of our favorite sponsors. Yeah, Ross, it's playoff time. So all these guys need to know they're going to have to give way more effort. It's going to use way more energy. They need way more strength. So... What I would recommend is if you're on the road, bring some built bars with you, boys. That's the way to get your protein in. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have so many different amazing flavors to choose from. And what's the best part about built bars? They're healthy and delicious. That's the one two punch you want to hear from a protein bar. With built bar, you can have both. It's that easy. You can go to built.com and order now. All built bars and puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. So you chocolate lovers, this is the protein bar for you. If that's not enough flavor for you, try out the mix box because all their flavors are delicious and I am sure you're going to find something you love in the mix box. Go to built.com to get all your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They're all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. That's one thing I'll definitely give props to Built Bar is uh, they come out with seasonal flavors like Christmas ones, Halloween ones, Easter, all that kind of stuff. So keep your eyes on built.com. And if you want to get yourself a sweet promo code, we know you know we got you covered. Locked15 is the promo code you'll use and you're going to get 15% off your next order, guys. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And if you want to advertise with Locked On Senators, you can shoot us a message on Twitter at SendCentral, on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators, or on our YouTube channel that is nearing 2,000 subscribers. We're looking forward to continue that growth. And if you want to reach a very local, very passionate audience, you'll want to support 
Locked on Senators. All right, Pilsy, I've got a, a quick one here for you. So this is Monday, right? And that's Friday. <laughs> Definite um, Monday work vibes, Friday fun vibes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I can't believe if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the video, it's, it's all time. It really, really is. We're getting some great reaction. Before we move on to playoffs on Twitter, I put out, how would you eulogize the 2021 22 Ottawa Senators. And because I've now learned how to share my screen on here, I'll just pull it up quickly. Pills, you can see that now? Oh, yeah. We're live. All right. Great. So scrolling down here, some good answers. And I want just some quick reactions. Caleb, who we got to meet when we were in Ottawa. Yep. Really great to meet Caleb. Uh, condensed with a shit ton of injuries to guys I wanted to watch. That's pretty fair, no? Yeah, definitely fair. How about unimpressive but unforgettable? <laughs> yep i'm down with that all right um right here one more year of experience for the players our owner passed away the future's uncertain but hopeful yeah. and how about what Derek had to say here got away from them early but individual players got better the dead weight continues to hurt them so in a sense what we said last week pilsy which was this team has so much potential for addition by subtraction and pierre dorian will have to figure that out here coming up soon all right pilsy it's the nhl playoffs and without Woo. further ado our final lineup card of the season <laughs> pilsy would you like to introduce us to this year's 2022 hashtag sends abroad ross this sends abroad is nowhere near what the last couple of years sends abroad lineups have been well, think about the players who are on the outside looking in. You could make a um, a great lineup with just them. Carlson, Stone, Pajot, Hoffman, all guys who are on the outside looking in. Robin Leonard as well. Yeah, Vegas missing really damaged our uh, sense of broad here. But nonetheless, here we go. So top line, Nick Paul, Matt Duchesne, and future Ottawa Senator Claude Giroux. <laughs> a little asterisk. We're, we're certain that that's going to happen. So let's get but it done. Also, we're cheering for him to win the cup because I think that severely improves his chances of coming to the nation's capital. So I was also looking for a forward. As you can see, one of the extras is Stefan Nason, who I believe played three games this year in the NHL. He led the AHL in scoring, though not a big deal. Did he? Yep. There you go. Yeah. All right. And Kyle Turris has played one game since January, so I had to leave him on the outside looking in as well. Yeah, we have to make some tough choices here, Ross. Tough choices. Crazy. Like, Derek Broussard came in and pretty much took his job. Although, he might be the 13th forward looking in in Edmonton. But, I digress. Let's get Jan with the second line. Still some depth, though, up front. Yep, yep. Nemestikov, Zabanajad, Duclair. That's actually not bad. Not bad. Then we got Felino, Broussard, Spezza, who looks like Spezza is going to be a healthy scratch for Game 1. That's... uh, Maybe oh. Babcock sitting there saying he needs more time working on the penalty kill, eh? Well, Sheldon Keefe said some things. We're going to get into that after we do our sends abroad here. Oh, boy. Logan Brown, he, he's making his playoff debut. That'll be interesting because for a guy that can't spell intensity in the regular season, we'll see how he does in the playoffs with my guy, Derek Stepan and Curtis Lazar. So that's a nice little fourth line there. And on defense, this is tough. Mike Riley with Cody Cece. Boro with Good Branson, Ben Harper somehow makes this lineup, and Josh Brown, and then in goal, a guy that might not see an, a single a second, a single second of ice time, Ross, is Brian Elliott. And that yeah. is your 2022 Spence <laughs> Abroad lineup. Get excited. Hey, I mean, you got a 40 goal scorer up front with Matt Duchesne. I mean, there, there's some talent here, but there's certainly not the depth that we had in years past. Of course, this is an homage to when we started growing the show, when the Senators didn't play. And there were so many more teams in the bubble. I think there were 24 teams. We had a full, sick lineup of Ottawa Senators abroad. But um, I'm just pulling it up, Pillsy, right now. And yeah, so Curtis McElhaney, two-time Stanley Cup champion, who was in the Brian Elliott role, also sends abroad. Yes, sends He had abroad, a, a yes. very short stint. Two Stanley Cups. Played zero minutes the last two <laughs> two playoffs. Vasilevsky so is, insane. He's that good. And yeah. let's start with that series, Pilsy. The yeah, Toronto Maple Leafs hosting game one against the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Uh, a little inebriated, I said in the postcast on Friday, that the last team to defeat the defending champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, was none other 
than the Ottawa Senators in 2006. Yes, there was a full year lockout in between, but yeah, that was that was an interesting stat, Ross. I, I, I mean, four teams had the chance to do it. Yeah. But they went back to back. So now the Toronto Maple Leafs are up. You can see I've got my Tampa Bay Lightning jersey Let's in the go. background. We are heavy on the bandwagon. We are heavy on them being underdogs in this series. Plus 105. Get it while you still can. BetOnline.net. Pilsy, this is going to be electric offensively. Before I get your take on the series, just to finish up what I mentioned there with Sheldon Keith, he says it's going to be borderline violent. Does that not sound like they are playing right into the hands of the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've already lost the series before it starts. Yeah. This is, if you're a Leafs hater, which we are, other than Boston, this is such a good scenario because <laughs> this is, Tampa has the Leafs exactly where they want them. Leafs were favorites. Uh, Austin Matthews got 60-plus goals. Uh, everyone's everyone's back uh, healthy now. We just had the best season in franchise history. There's no way we could lose, right? Oh my God, they're going to lose <laughs> so hard. It's going to be great. Especially Tampa's just like, you guys have, have your fun in the regular season. We've been kind of dormant and we're going to flip the switch now. Where Toronto, like Austin Matthews exhausted all his energy trying to find the weirdest outfits he can wear. And Mitch Marner is... Well, I'm not even going to get started into what Mitch Marner is in the regular season. How many I goals does he have in the last 12 playoff games, Ross? 12, no, he's on a 17-game uh, playoff drought. Zero goals. So, not too worried about Mitch Marner in the playoffs. Let's just say that. And the Tampa Bay Lightning, like, this is a team, this is a franchise that just understands 18. how to get it done. 18-game goal drought for uh, Mitch Marner in the playoffs. Yeah, brutal. Brutal goal drought. And... No, no experience in round two. Whereas Tampa, they know they know exactly what they need to do to get the job done. And you, like Vasilevsky, is such a factor here because if you if you put these lineups together, you can see a scenario where yeah, the Leafs have the firepower to get this done. But Vasilevsky versus Jack Campbell in goal, it's not even close, dude. They thought that they had a tough time with Carey Price last year. Yeah. Who wants to tell them that Vasilevsky is way better than Carey Price? Especially in the playoffs and especially in clutch moments. Ross, what's that? There's an eliminating stat. Four straight series clinching games, he has a shutout, including two Stanley Cup finals. That's the, that's ridiculous. The Leafs don't know what to do with themselves in a series of elimination Elimination games? games? Yeah, like, don't don't go to elimination games record for the Leafs because they're up 3-1. So that's 0-3 just last year in elimination yeah. games. And that was against Montreal. Like, sure, people could say, oh, Montreal went to the finals. but First team to finish 32nd place in NHL history. Yeah. Life comes at you pretty fast. Oh, yeah. Life does come at you fast <laughs> when you expect your team to be good. But then they end up having a historically bad season. Anyways, no we're, get, we're, we're getting away no from vibes. it here. We're getting away from it here. Well, I mean, the Leafs and Habs are similar in that neither has any vibes. Yeah, zero vibes. And I just, Ross, I'm not a guy that does a lot of hate watching. You guys know me. I'm a, oh. I'm a positive guy. I, uh, I don't kick people when they're down or I try not to. I try to bring both sides to the argument here. I'm going to hate watch the shit out of this series. Oh, like, yeah. Starting I'm, tonight. I'm so excited to hate watch this series. Like, I think watching Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews look depleted when Tampa Bay beats them in six games is going to be such a joy. Like, just the, the heads down, like, how did we do this again? Austin Matthews being like, i got to call Bieber. we got to work on a new fashion outline here. Hockey's not working out for me. I can't wait to be an Arizona Coyote. That's just going to be an all-time high for me. And Leafs fans can say what they want. Yeah, Sens fans, you're on the outside looking in, watching the playoffs, so who cares? But this is, this is all-time entertainment for me, and I, I'm just... I'm going to love hate watching this. What is best case scenario for you? I mean, best best case scenario, Ross, you talk like when you're talking best case scenarios, it means you think worst case scenarios might happen. I don't have a goddamn doubt in my mind that the best case scenario, which is the Leafs losing Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews getting humiliated once again in round one is going to happen. So the best case scenario is going gonna, is gonna to happen. And maybe I'm just too fired up here and maybe I'm going to regret saying this, but I feel pretty confident that the Toronto Maple Leafs, even though they're the favorites, are going to lose this series. Like if we're looking at betonline.net series odds here, Ross, 
It's actually better than plus 105 at betonline.net. That's why I checked them out. Tampa is plus 110, and the Leafs are minus 130. So if you guys are looking to make a quick buck, that's where I'd head. Nice. I'm trying to find the photo of Nick Paul with the sunglasses and and helmet on. I can't find it too quickly. But, hey, for me, best case scenario is Nick Paul just snaps and just goes off this series. Because then I feel like it's a sensing by association. (laughs) Yes. All right, what's your official prediction? How many games? Tampa and six. Tampa and six? And and you know what, Ross? I'm not even – like the Leafs – might and probably will win the first two games and Leafs fans are going to go crazy. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I want. Exactly. Like, <laughs> hell, give them a 3-0 lead. Do it. I'm not worried. Not worried. Still too funny. You mentioned 3-0. The Raptors win two in a row, make it 3-2. <laughs> then the Leafs all show up to support them and they get absolutely dummied. In the second half, too, they were oh. doing well. And then they just collapse like Toronto sports is known to do all right i got a tampa in six games as well on the other side we're going to preview the rest of the games tonight and we'll take a peek at some sends prospect news pilsy save my voice for me once more here i know you got a word from our friends at bet online yeah i'm glad i'm glad we just did that series because i i had a lot of uh things i had to get out of the way there and i might regret some of them but whatever it's monday it's the start of the playoffs i'm feeling good let's go and if you're feeling good and you like those tampa odds check it out at betonline.net it's where the game starts playoffs are here guys you don't want to miss out and betonline.net is the spot to get all your odds your props your info your news your scores updates whatever you want to give you the inside edge on your sports gambling betonline.net is the place to check it out they've got nba playoffs too hey baseball's going if you want to check out uh, follow along with ross's blue jays bet we'll see how that's been going along so Not far great. it doesn't look like it's going too great but the key is ross got off the sideline and he is now into the action with the number one online sports book for the locked on podcast network and that's betonline.net and we're gonna have a pilsy's playoff parlay it's coming back i'm feeling good so check it out and get in on the action betonline.net where the game starts All right, Pilsy, it is a playoff game day in the National Hockey League. The Belleville Senators, by the way, start their playoffs on Wednesday. We'll have plenty of time to get into that tomorrow and Wednesday, but it's the first day of the postseason. We already touched on the Lightning, who will visit Toronto tonight, 7.30 Eastern time start. The game that gets underway before that is the Boston Bruins with three sends abroad, Nick Foligno, Mike Riley, and Josh Brown. Hey, Curtis well, Lazar, four sends abroad. They Come on four. now. And their head coach, Butch Cassidy, an Ottawa boy. So I don't know. That seems like the play here, although can't really cheer for Boston. Um, that to say, they are in Carolina tonight. What do you think of that series? I got Boston winning this one, Ross. And a big part of it is, it's funny, like the, the, Leafs, uh, the Leafs connection here. Freddie Anderson versus the Bruins is not very good. However, Freddie Anderson might not even be playing. So that's going to make things very tough for, for this Carolina Hurricanes team, especially because Antti Ranta is a great backup goalie, but he has a hard time being a consistent starter. And I feel like every team that's tried it, the the New York Rangers, the Arizona Coyotes, uh, where where was he after that? Um, The Rangers. Yeah, Rangers, Coyotes. Oh, nice. There's there's another team, but anyways, teams <laughs> teams that have trusted him to step up when their starter goes down, it hasn't worked out. They're saying he's his numbers are so good as a backup. Chicago he, is where he's Chicago. Started. That's it. That's it. Thank you very much. So they just haven't been able to get him consistently going, and Carolina is now depending on him massively here. And I think Boston is going to be able to. It, it's basically it's very similar to the Lightning Leaf series because Boston, this is a team that's been there, done that. Their core knows how to get it done. They've reloaded. They've got pieces in all the right spots. Whereas Carolina is trying to prove everyone that they can get it done. But they're I don't think they're going to be able to ramp it up in the playoffs enough to beat Boston. So I got Boston having the edge here. And the betonline.net series prices for this, Ross, are Boston Bruins are also the underdog. So, wow. 
No, that makes sense. Very I've interesting. I've got Carolina in seven, and that Ooh. injury in in goal could could be the difference maker. But they have so much firepower up front. They've but got Ross, some... here here are the odds. It is close. Boston Bruins plus one hundred five. Carolina yeah. Hurricanes minus one twenty five. Yeah, I mean, look at that. You're kind of splitting hairs there. It's kind of a, just a pick 'em, really. I just think that man, like you look at the top end guys that they have. They've got three players with sixty five or more points, and then you look at what they've got in the back end too. And we know that things tighten up defensively. We got Slavin, Pesci, even Ian Cole had a great bounce back year. A quasi sends abroad if you want to really get into that. But that goaltending that you mentioned is certainly a, a problem. Now, P- Piotr. Kochkov. He was actually the first goalie draft, sorry, second goalie, first in the second round, right before or right after. I think there was a run of goalies. Remember, Mad Sogard was telling us they got drafted right beside each yeah. other. He's played two games or three now in the NHL. He's won all three of them. So I think that he could be a surprise guy if Anti Ranta gets bit by the old injury bug again, because it has happened often in his career. But I'm I'm kind of with the the bet online odds. I think this is just kind of a Throw throw the chip up and see if it's heads or tails, really, because they are both very solid teams. And I know Boston ended the season on a huge heater. And they're going to want to do it. Like Patrice Bergeron, kind of uncertain about his future going into UFA and a lot of discussion about what's going to happen. He's the, the obvious leader of this team, and they're going to get things done for him, I think, at least push it to a Game 7. But Carolina, you're looking at the team that finished with the second most points in the Eastern Conference. They are. The, the the number one seed in the Metropolitan Division. So you certainly have to respect that as well. This is going to be the series that DJ Smith wants to watch the most of. I can tell you that. Big boy hockey. The St. Louis Blues. Wait, wait, wait. What's your prediction? What's your prediction? I, just, I told you. I got uh, I got Caroline in seven. Caroline in seven. I got Caroline Boston in seven. six. Yep, yep. I got Caroline in seven. But big boy hockey. Talk about St. Louis and Minnesota. I heard a stat the other day. I'm going to have to double check it. But these two teams combined in their last 42 games, 33 and 5, or whatever that adds up to. I think, yeah, for, uh, whatever it is, 33 and 5. I'm going to double check that here. Uh, that is not a levy no, lot. That doesn't, that doesn't add up there. But, not a math guy. Both teams <laughs> have been on absolute heaters throughout this second half. Minnesota's record, this one I'm sure I can pull up a little bit quicker. But Minnesota, since they got Mark Andre Fleury, at the trade deadline, they just they don't lose games. Now they're winning a lot in uh, in regular or sorry, they're winning a lot in overtime as well. They're 19, 2, and 3 in their last 24 games. Yeah, that that's impressive. And I think like Fleury's been good, but I don't think he's been like lights out for them. I think it's just been added. Well, they're a great team. I mean yeah, nine ten save percentage. He hasn't had to be great, but he's I mean, he's only played eleven of those games. They're still rolling with with Talbot as well, who's who's been solid. But this is just a team where as a as a group, they're unbelievable defensively. They've yeah. got Jonas Brodeen as kind of that key cog who's you kind of hope that Jake Sanderson could be a Jonas Brodeen type where he's just so solid in his own zone, makes simple plays. He's the Western Conference's version of Jacob Slavin. You yeah. just might not hear him as as much, but amazing stick positioning doesn't allow any offensive rushes to get by him and what i love about minnesota and why i'm picking them in this series is they've got the true game breaker the best player in the series no disrespect to jordan kairou ryan o'reilly vladimir tarasenko all great players curl kaprizov is the best player in this series hands down yeah definitely it's hard to argue that and i would say this is the ultimate round one matchup like it's if you're a fan of the Blues or the Wild, you're sitting there being like, damn, the NHL did us dirty. Like, we we should have been playing this opponent in the second round, not the first round. But if you got no skin in the game like us, you're excited about it because it's going to be one hell of a series. Ross, I, I'm going the opposite way of you again here. I got St. Louis winning this one in seven. It's going to go right down to the wire. I'm, I'm certain it'll go to seven games. But once again, I'm going to lean on that experience. Like, the Minnesota Wild... How many of those guys have been past the second round of the playoffs? Uh, I'm going to say, other than Flurry, Zuccarello's been to a conference final with the Rangers. Okay, so one, and that was yeah. Well, I don't have I don't have a lineup. So Um, I I just and like it's round one, so the experience maybe I'm putting too much onto that, but I just feel like this St. Louis Blues group is so tight knit. 
They they have depth all around. Sure, they don't have that game breaker like Kaprizov, but the issue is when you have a game breaker like that and ask the Toronto Maple Leafs like th- about this, if they're not scoring, then you're floundering. Then the depth guys are like, well, we're so used to having that goal support from Matthews, from Kaprizov, whereas the St. Louis Blues, they don't need to rely on one guy like that. Buchnevich has came in and been an absolute revelation there. They've got Braden Chen down on the third line. Ryan O'Reilly is one of the best two-way forwards, uh, two-way centers in the game. They're a disciplined team. They, they're they well-coached. I like their decor. The big thing for me for St. Louis is can Vili Husso bring this together because I don't think Jordan Bennington is their guy right now even though he's the kind of guy where in playoffs he's kind of a a head case so maybe he flips the switch on and he can get it going here but I like the Blues chances here and for for people that are all heavy on the wild don't count out the Blues just yet man I'm still trying to do the math here both teams have been unbelievable let's just put it that way yeah I mentioned so Minnesota 16 2 and 3 or sorry you can even go back further I said 19 2 and 3 in their last 24 games, St. Louis in their last 18 games, 14, two and two. So this is kind of unfair for whatever fan base is on the losing end of it. And this to me is one of those series as well. Although I do have Minnesota in my bracket going a little bit further. I got them going to the conference final. I'm hopping on the bandwagon. I got them beating Colorado. That's a bit, bit of a, a tough one there, but this could be a situation where they just beat the crap out of each other enough that the yeah. other one r- runs out of gas the next series because this is going to be big boy hockey all the way through. The the grinders on both teams, like watch for Jordan Greenway, Marcus Foligno, the Nick, Nick DeLore. Oh. Yeah, the, these guys are going to come out swinging. But then, I mean, when you're coached by Craig Berube, you're not going to come in and just let that come at you. Watch for guys like uh, on the back end there, Pareko better have a big series as well. Braden Shen, Ivan Barbashev, who plays bigger than his frame as well. This is just going to be a fantastic hockey series, and I'm really looking forward to it. You said you've got St. Louis in six? Seven, seven. This game's going to seven games. You, you flip a coin wherever you want at that. I, I got Minnesota in seven games tonight. Or not tonight, but I've got them in seven games. Game one tonight at 930 p.m. Eastern. All right, Pilsy, one more game tonight, and then we'll preview tomorrow's games tomorrow. But 10 o'clock, the LA Kings are visiting the Edmonton Oilers handicap this series for us. Yeah, so our, uh, sorry, I didn't give out the odds for that last series. St. Louis Blues plus 135, Minnesota okay. Wild minus 155. That's that's kind of where I expected things to be odds-wise. Now we're heading over to the Edmonton Oilers and the LA Kings, and the LA Kings are plus 195. The Edmonton Oilers are minus 225. Again, that's probably where you expect things to be at. And I hate I hate to say this, but the LA Kings are a team where it's just we're happy to be here. Now, people are probably immediately, the second I finish saying that, are going to say, remember when LA was the eighth seed way back when they won the Cup? Yeah, but th- this is a little different here. And if they had Drew Doughty... I would be a little more convinced, but without Doughty, that decor is not very great. And basically the way I see this going is they're going to do their best to, to stifle and to hold off the Edmonton Oilers offense, but eventually the dam's going to burst. Like I think the first three games, we're going to see good hockey and it's going to be close. And you might think uh, Edmonton, maybe they're not going to get it done, but then come game four, five, six, if necessary, seven, the Oilers are going to have them just absolutely drained. And fortunately for LA, they've got some shutdown centermen in Kopitar and Philip Deneau. And if anyone's going to shut down a punch of McDavid and Dreisaitl defensively up the middle, it's those two guys. But I just don't think they can get it done in the seven-game series unless Jonathan Quick plays out of his mind, which he's been known to do. But the pressure on the Edmonton Oilers here is immense. Like, if they don't get this done that whole city is going to implode. So I just think there's too much on the line for Edmonton here. The LA Kings, it's built of a lot of uh, prospects that are just getting their first taste of NHL action, let alone playoff action. So I just don't think they're going to be able to uh, not get overwhelmed by this firepower heavy Edmonton team. They are a team of destiny though. Dustin Brown retiring after the postseason. 
He got to wear the C once again in the final regular season game. So don't count them out, especially when they've got Jonathan Quick there and say what you want about him maybe being over his prime or through it. But that guy can win you games. Yep. Now, i probably give them the edge in goal, but up front and, and on defense, and maybe not right now because Mike Smith has been playing out of his mind. And that he's guy, a guy that flips it on playoffs too, right? Yeah, remember with Arizona and oh. Phoenix, I guess, back in 2012? Like, he was absolutely I mean, absurd. that's like 10 years ago, though. Let's put that I into know. context. I know, but still, yeah. man, those guys, they just have that button. They can they can press. And I don't even know how many opportunities has he had in the postseason since then. Probably a few for sure, but I don't know if it's enough where you can be like, okay, is he not a playoff guy anymore? As I pull it up, he's uh, – He's been in the playoffs three times since. With Edmonton. Never out of the first round. One of them, though, he played 27 minutes. I don't know if it was due to injury or what. But, um, yeah, even though he lost all four straight uh, when Edmonton got swept last year, I believe, by Winnipeg in the first round, he still had a 9-12 save percentage in four straight losses. Now, if I'm the Oilers, though, I'm looking at the, the new coach bump that they're still under right now. They lost twice to the Ottawa Senators, including giving up a two-goal Third period lead. That was on a season-long eight-game losing streak or seven-game losing streak in the middle of, of uh, or in the start to mid part of January. Then they came to Ottawa. Tim Stutzel went short side upstairs in overtime. Unbelievable goal. And then three games later, they fired their head coach, Dave Tippett. A little sensing. You could call it a little bit of a stretch. But Jay Woodcroft has come in. And he's 26-9-3, Pilsy. These guys are playing for him. Their top players are just that. Has anyone had a quieter 120-point season than Connor McDavid? People just Honestly. expect it from him right yep. now. Leon Dreisaitl, 50 goals. Nobody even like bats an eyelash at it anymore. It's just expected. And these guys, obviously, to say the least, are going to have to carry the team. Now, Vander Kane, bad guy. What do you, what do you call him? Uh, brickhead, for sure. But, man... He's fit in well with McDavid. He's scoring goals left, right, and center. Huge addition on ice for them. And then you look, they're getting Darnell Nurse back. And some people hate him, but he's a guy postseason. And by some people, I mean the analytics guys think that he's the worst. Come playoffs, that's a guy I don't want to be going into the corners with. You need players like that to go far. They also have Cody Cece, sure, who's actually, by accounts out of Edmonton, played pretty well. I've got them winning this game, this series, in six games. I got them winning in five just because I, I just think it's going to be so tough for LA to keep up here. And the thing that's different about the Oilers this year and under their new coach is they're now, they're not just Toronto Maple Leaf style run and gun. Let's try to outscore our problems. They're getting guys to buy in defensively here. And when you have guys that you just mentioned it quietly put up 120 points, quietly put up 50 goals. Now, if you can just defend a little more, like just give it a little bit more of an effort, you're going to see some major results here. And then getting Darnell Nurse back, I just think it's going to be too much. And, you know, maybe L.A. can prove me wrong. Maybe guys like Byfield, Kaliev, they're going to get hot. But it's not going to be enough. Don't, don't forget Dano. I mean, he's, he's shut down Matthews pretty good in that, in that first round last year. And um, he's going to have a tougher test going up against Connor McDavid head-to-head, but this is a series I'm going to be locked into. I'm, I'm excited for this. Which one, as we wrap up this conversation, because we do want to touch on a bit of sense prospect talk. Again, imagine if we did the whole Pierre Dorian <laughs> reaction today. It would be wild. Hope you're enjoying Locked on Senders, though. Show one of many this offseason. We are staying five days a week. We'll have plenty of time to go through each Ottawa Senators player, analyze their season, discuss what's going to happen going forward. We're going to start that probably in the second round, but right now, we're hockey fans first and foremost. We'll round give one's you- the best playoff content with a sends angle. We're obviously going to follow our sends abroad throughout it. So thanks for sticking with us through the off season. The growth throughout this season has been incredible. April, stop me if you've heard this before, but April, again, the biggest month in show history. We want to keep that rolling here as we go on. But out of the four games tonight, Pilsy, which one is must-watch TV? Which one will you not be flipping the channel on once? Well, I'm going to hate watch the Leafs-Tampa. and. Yep. Being Eastern time, that one right in my wheelhouse. And then once that game, once the Lightning are up. uh, Pilsy's on the Jake Sanderson sleep schedule, by the way. Yeah, I I am a guy that goes to bed early. I will admit that. Nothing wrong with a little beauty sleep. But I'm going to be watching Leafs Lightning first. And then I'm flipping over to St. Louis Blues and the Wild. Like 
I don't have a whole lot of interest in the Kings Oilers one. Bru- You'll Bruins, catch McDavid on the highlights the next. Exactly, morning. exactly. Bru- Bruins Hurricanes. Once it gets closer to the end, I'll I'll tune in here. But yeah, that that's my least. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of uh, interest in that one. But yeah, which is ironic because there's four sends abroad on Bob. Honestly, yeah, for, for for us to be covering it from a sends angle, that's the one we should be focused on. But yeah, Leafs Lightning. It's going to be so interesting to see how this starts, and then. Like wild blues, I would watch those games just regular season wise. Like that's a game if the Sens aren't playing, I would just flip it on and watch in the regular season because that's good hockey. Those are teams you want to see make it to the playoffs and you want to see play each other. So I'm fired up about that series. Yeah, hundred percent. We're looking forward to all of it coming up. For me, of course, I'm gonna hate watch uh, Lightning and Toronto. It's gonna be a, a highly skilled series, and those teams hate each other. If you saw that eight one beat down the Tampa put. On mm-hmm. Toronto, one individual matchup in that series to watch is Pat Maroon and Wayne Simmons. Those two guys yeah, absolutely true. hate each other, and no, neither of them are soft. That got a lot of play from guest of this show, Leah Hextall, on the ESPN call. But I'm just so fired up. It was a very long regular season for the Senators and the NHL. And playoff hockey, you just get that breath of fresh oh, yeah. air. It's like getting the CO2 tank or some smelling salts, and you're just absolutely locked in and ready to go. All right, quickly, before we go, Zach Ostapchuk, who is third in the WHL in scoring in the playoffs so far, their eight seed has a chance to upset the number one seed tonight. That would be huge in itself. We'll tell you what happens there tomorrow, but Pillsy, the real story is Ridley Gregg scores his first, scores his second of the postseason, and then the Brandon Wheat Kings were eliminated in triple overtime. What do you think is next for Ridley Gregg? Would he, could he be in the lineup for game one for Belleville? I think he definitely could. Will he? That will be to remain to be seen. I think Troy Mann might want to kind of get a look at him, see where he's at. I think maybe you get him into game two or three. I wouldn't be so sure he's getting into game one, though. Especially because game one is in Rochester. So for me, I bring him to Belleville. I say, okay, start training here. You know the facilities. He spent some time there uh, before being reassigned last year, before the WHL season started up. Has already scored his first AHL goal. Yep. This No, it's just an NHL. I was wondering if he was suspended for the first game, but no. that's only in the NHL. But it's one of those like fine lines because you don't want to disrupt the group that's gotten you there. But he's a first-round talent. You need to get him into games. And he's a type of player where he could play a fourth-line role on an AHL team. So Definitely. I'm excited. And they got to match Buffalo because Buffalo sent down um, Peyton Krebs and Matias Samuelson. Now I was talking to footy and we're like, I really hope Owen power doesn't get sent down. Now it seems like Owen power will be joining team Canada at oh. the world championships, although unconfirmed, but he's not being sent down. Imagine we had power versus Sanderson. Like, it sucks the hockey gods robbed us of that. That could have been an all-time play-in series in the AHL. But it looks like no Owen Power, which is a very, uh, very big sigh of relief if you're cheering for the Belleville Sens. Definitely, because as much as we wanted um, kind of the Belleville versus Rochester, the Arendelle hate tour to go on, this is a tough matchup. Like Rochester is a team that matches up nicely against the Sens. They've beat down on Belleville during the regular yeah. season, and I, I'm I'm a, I'm a little nervous. But this is a team that can get it done. Three. I wish it was a full series because three game series that can be done e- so even quickly. the next even the next one is a best of five. Yeah, AHL playoffs are. They're Strange. they're different, that's for sure. And uh, before we move on uh, past the prospects completely, Ross, yep. it, w- it was a wild game for Kingston yes, as well. I'm glad you brought that up. They're moving Sh- on, aren't they? Yeah, Sh- Shane Wright got the OT winner. and Who assisted it? Ben Roger got Ooh. the assist. So clutch there. And Levy Marilina, he keeps his uh, team in it. And uh, they I are mean, moving they, on to the next round. They were up 4-1 in the third period. Yeah, but they... Um, who who are they playing? I'm, I'm blanking. Uh, Oshawa. Oshawa. Yeah. Oshawa scored with seconds left. Like it was a wild, wild game. So I, I don't, I'm not putting that one on Levy. So All it's right. going to be very interesting to see how they do carrying forward here. And it's nice to see Sens prospects move along. All right. And it's nice to see Bobby Ryan as I refresh Twitter calling Tampa in six. So nobody is expecting the blue and white to move on. If you're just keeping track now, it's been 18 years <laughs> 
since they've won a series, and it's been 18 playoff games since Mitch Marner has scored a goal. Pillsy, anything we missed? Uh, we're getting many more uh, replies to that tweet with the eulogy. Oh, I do have one more thing, but we are getting a lot more replies. Like the November one win is just kind of the overwhelming yeah. memory of this season. You win one game in November, the rest of the season just kind of goes out the window, just like that. Yeah, it's pretty bad when your playoff hopes are are gone before Christmas. Like you, you can't wish for a, a playoff run as your Christmas wish. Like that, there was no opportunity there. So, moving on though, I do have a Pillsy's parlay of the day, and you can Te- go tease that, tease that. We're gonna pull up this first, Pillsy, and I want to get your take here. As on Twitter, we ask which ah, yes. hashtag sends abroad are you most cheering for to win the Stanley Cup? Is it Nick Paul? Mark Borowiecki or other? Where is your vote? I did Nick Paul just because I think he's a guy that deserves to have uh, success. It was he had to make a tough decision to move on from Ottawa, and we're cheering for the Lightning here. So I, I went with Nick Paul. Well, yeah. As uh, where is it? Yeah, if Nick Paul makes it to round two, I'll be happy. Shout out at Leams Martian. There, it matters more than anything else in this playoff <laughs> as well. That's great, but a lot of people as well saying Anthony Duclair, and I can see why. He was a great soldier for the Ottawa Senators, bet on himself, and oh boy, is it paying off. But many putting the asterisks there as well, that if Duclair wins, Giroux wins, and yes, we know that that leads to, what, a 30% chance, maybe, that the Senators could get him. All right, Pilsy, your parlay of the day. I know everyone's fired up for this. Yep, it's uh, we're bringing it back. Pilsy's playoff parlay of the day. Head to betonline.ag to make your uh, uh, parlay to follow along with me. The first one's so obvious, Ross. Tampa Bay Lightning are plus 108 tonight. Ooh. Let's hop on that. And then you guys know I like the Bruins, and they're plus 102. So I'm putting those two money lines together, Tampa and Boston. That put $5 in. You're going to win $16.01. So that is Pilsy's playoff parlay of the day we will touch on that tomorrow and see whether pilsey is starting off on the right foot we'll have more playoffs to break down and of course pierre dorian is literally about to go on 1200 right now we will not paraphrase it but we will expand on his thoughts on tomorrow's show in the meantime you can follow us on twitter at brandon pillar one at Ross Levitan. The show is at Send Central. You can also follow us on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're working our way to 2,000. For today, we say goodbye. Thank you for watching the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.